All right, so we uh, introduced last week this awesome, massive mitzvah that, <laughs> yeah, if you think about doing that mitzvah just like twice a day, that's enough to like take care of it if you ever feel like, well, what am I supposed to be like serving? Here you are. You're supposed to think about Mesiras Nefesh, giving up one's life, accepting willingly. Um, you know, Arba Mises based the four forms of death, um, and all Yisurim, you know, if need be, um, for the unification of Hashem's name, wow, that's like <laughs> enough to make a person's knees quiver. So that's twice a day, right? Um, so that's what he introduced as being a condition in the recitation of Shema. Now, the truth is most of, or at least half of the remaining also over here, is a pretty fundamental introduction, not just to Shema, but really to, I would say, to all repetitive mitzvahs. Because remember, we're in the fourth Chalik, we're, we're getting into, we're, we're going through... Um, well, the mitzvahs are not repetitive. So what I mean to say is, no. you know, let's say a certain mitzvah comes up um, because of a, of a situation. You come across a person who's drowning, right? So there's a mitzvah to save them, right? Okay. Now you don't say next month you're walking by that same bridge and then again another person drowning. You say, well, listen, I you fulfilled the mitzvah last month, right? I you did the mitzvah. What are you to do this mitzvah again for? You don't say that. Why not? Because it's obvious. What do you mean? But Hashem wants you every time that you come across a, a drowning person, you should save them because altamod aldam Right. Right. Okay. So that's fairly understandable. Um, we discussed Ahava and Yira, right? That, that, that when you serve Hashem, it should be done with with a with a Yira with awe and with Ahava with love. You don't say, "Well, how, wait a second, I already did that. I already had Yira and Ahava last week. Why do I need to do it again?" Right? That's also fairly obvious. Whereas, um, okay, learning of Torah, learning of Torah is fairly. Obvious as well, I think, that, listen, there's always more Torah to learn. You're trying to understand the Word of God, right? It's endless. So this also keeps on happening. Good. Now, what about... Now Now we're coming on to Shema, right? Now, Shema, why do I need to do the same thing every day, twice a day? I, I already said Shema. I already determined that I'm going to give up my life. Right? I already had that thought. I'm, I'm already there. Why can't we you know, kind of register that? And, uh, and, and that's it. Yeah. So for that, the Ramchal is going to need basically a full page over here to, to explain that. Okay? So he says that it's important that we should understand... The we, in hay? Sorry. we are in the middle of hay. Uh, not in the middle. Towards the beginning of hay. We just did the first little bit. Where he actually told us about the the, the condition for um, determining to give up one's life for uh, for the sake of heaven, and uh, and and now he he explains a, a fundamental concept, which is that our status in this world is not static. Right? It's not like it's not exactly like climbing a mountain. We often give an analogy of climbing a mountain. 
right? That, uh, you know, just like uh, Moshe went up to Harsinai, right? So a person also, you're going up your own Harsinai, you're going higher and higher. Hopefully every year we're on a different level than we were last year. That's true. But with that simplistic understanding, then the question would be, I already said Shema yesterday. So I clearly, you know, got past that, um, you know, large boulder, right? Uh, kind of a difficult thing to do, but I'm, I'm already beyond that, so let me just now continue to other mitzvahs, right? So, so here the Ramkal introduces the concept that, that the world that we live in uh, is, is multifaceted, and I'll explain what I mean. That number one, um, obviously we live in a world that has a... Has darkness in it as well as light um, and that there are um, forces that obscure Hashem's manifestation in the world, right? Um, and of course those have a certain amount that they are able to expand but not more than that. Uh, okay. Um, and on the other hand, even if a person pushes oh. even if a person uh, pushes some of that darkness back, there, there's, a, there's a balance of power and there, is, there exists two levels at which we live. There's the baseline of the world, which is actually pretty dark. It's just kind of um, just enough illumination of Hashem to keep things functional, right? And th- 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 that baseline is pretty hard to break. That's like pretty hard wired where that no no going down yeah going down. I mean Hashem is kind of you know he, there's a floor right there's a floor and that floor unfortunately I believe on the floor right um, now the However, with a person has the ability to bring down a divine manifestation into the world. But that uh, is a temporary thing. If you, you bring it down, it illuminates your life, it illuminates the world down here. And we all know from experience, you have a moment of clarity, you have a moment of elevation, right? And then you wake up the next day, or even maybe the next hour, Right? And you seem to be back to more or less the same place where you were. Now, of course, you have the memory. It leaves a Rosham. It leaves an imprint. You do have a memory of that happening. You did have that experience. It's registered. You're a little bit of a different person. But as far as consciousness, if you went to a uh, higher state of consciousness, yeah, now that's, that's, that's not here anymore. Right? And certainly sleep. Uh, interrupts that as we spoke about before that yeah, you wake up next morning and it's a, it's a clean slate you got to do the whole job all over again yeah so basically what he's setting up here is that we have kind of the default of the world we, which is a fairly dark place and then is the it's our job to elevate and to and to illuminate ourselves and the world around us and that is like a um Like like an extra level of divine influence and life that flows in besides the bare bone minimum, which is kind of default there. Okay, Um, and 
and then, like I said, then it kind of falls back down to the floor, and then you're going to have to do it again. Okay? That is point, the first point that he makes. So this, so the thing that we do is, he's, the language he uses is derech tosafos. It's uh, it acts not as never becomes the new floor. It just becomes like you like you you're jumping up, yeah, you're managing to climb up. But the floor is always the floor. It's, so this thing is a derech tosafos. It's it's via just an additional, an extra like a person has a salary that they get at their employer, right? And then you can get bonuses. Right? Now the bonus theoretically maybe could be very big. Maybe the bonus could be even bigger than the salary, a lot bigger, right? But uh, but, the, but but the bonus never becomes a salary, right? The salary always stays, um, you know, some sort of a uh, some sort of a basic, some sort of, you know, something fairly low, just kind of what a person needs. Yeah, if you think about it, like those types of jobs where you're hiring a person. With the with the salary and the bonus, right? You know, ideally, is let's say you got a you know, CEO or something, right? So, so you want to give him a base that he could live, uh, that he could live on, you know, whatever it's one hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? The bonus could be a million dollars, depending how well you do, right? That's a, uh, that that's fine, right? So, um, person needs to have a base, though, right? So that's so that's the world that that uh, that's how the Rav Chal is showing is that Hashem also operates like that. He gives us a baseline hashpo with a tosafas on top. That's one. Two is that he explains that the rules of how these um, these additions work, these additional uh, hashpo's work, well, depends. Obviously, we live in a very complicated world, multifaceted world, where obviously we're going to have many different mitzvahs that are going to be dealing with different facets of this, so it'll come up, some things are gonna, you're only going to need to do once a year, right, to take care of a certain um, hashpo, right, like we just had Hanukkah, that was, a, that was a one-time deal, right, that was a certain thing that you could do, and that, w- that was a tosefes, that was an extra, that was a bonus, right, that was not uh, what we have going on all the time, right, so now that's over, right, so... Uh, uh, it's no, no longer accessible to us. Okay, so so with Hanukkah that comes once a year. How many days it come for? It comes for eight days, etc. Right. So it varies in time. It varies with what you do. You, if you try to light candles, you know, in Pesach, it's not gonna it's not gonna work out. Obviously, right. So um, so it, the mitzvahs have their specific time when one is able to access these higher levels. Okay, and that he uses all this. He says, really, we're going to talk about it later as well, because we're going to talk about a lot of the time-bound mitzvahs, you know, the um, Shabbos and the, you know, Kippur, all, all the Moedim, etc. But uh, but right now, but really, we need it for Shema as well, because Shema is something that comes every day. So that is number one to understand that it's a daily thing. It's a daily tosefes that we have to get. It's a daily addition. So person doesn't say Shema, they'll, you know, they're still alive, the world is still alive, but it's a dark world, and it's a dark life, right? So every day there's a need to bring that new recognition down into the world. Okay, so... Um, that that that... Uh, what did that, he say that? The, the day resets the level, the Madrega? So he so he is explaining starting from Vine Hadvorim Misharim Buchma Nifla everything is is 
um, measured in a wonder, with a wondrous wisdom called Dover Bigvulo. Right now, he's saying in general, every matter, every mitzvah, every situation, right, in its boundaries, Karoy, which is appropriate, Lapachs, Loyoser, right, exactly how it's meant to be. Then you skip a little bit, Vehine, Behold, Yom Vyom, behold, every day and every day, Sarich, Sheyishadesh, Hahashpo, Vehaara, Bunivroim, Shetale Osam, Mina Madrega Hashfala, Hashashis, right, to elevate them from this low uh, base level, uh, root level, right? Vayitim Bahem, Kedusha, and then this will give a Kedusha to them, etc. Uh, that, that, that's, he's about to get into Shema. Okay? Now, within that, so again, so he's explaining to us really the, really the Tam HaMitzvah, really, what, you know, what, what is the reason for the Mitzvah? What's really, how do I understand, how do I relate to the Mitzvah? Someone says to you, what's Mitzvah's Kriyashma about? Right? So he says, well, really, what it is, is like this. Um, it's about Mesiris Nefesh. It's about giving up our lives for the recognition of the truth. Right? Because so that, that's really, um, as long as I think that my existence is separate from Hashem, then I, then, then I wouldn't give up my life. I only give up my life when I recognize that really the only existence is that of Hashem. Which is obviously why Rabbi Akiva died, you know, saying Shema, that, he, that his soul left his body, with the, with the saying of uh, Echad, right, the, 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 right the, declaring the one of Hashem. And that's really, if a person is going to be uh, giving up his life, right, it's not by coincidence that that's, that that's what you have to say. It's not like, well, we need, you, you need some sort of a battle cry, <laughs> you know, like, to say, you gotta say something like really profound before you know, before you before you go. So this this was the best one we could find. We looked around. This was the best one. No, no, no. short. What? I'm short. It's not that short. Six words. You know, uh, Allah Akbar is two. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, it's like six words. It's a pretty long, like, pretty complicated. We're gonna see. It's a lot to think about. Also, you know. Uh, <clears throat> so no, that he he understands that this is really the point is like this: if a person actually gives up his life, lamaisa, for the sanctification of Hashem's name, means for the recognition, for the affirmation uh, of the oneness of Hashem uh, in all the ways that we discussed. Yeah. Um, that is that that changes the world. That's uh, he says. That's a. I mean, does he tell us actually why it's a daily? Yeah. He, he doesn't because because that's that's he's he, what he says is all the mitzvahs. Me Hashem hardwired the the, the, the whole system, right? Me. Hashem determined that. That's what I'm saying. That was like the big paragraph that we just went through, where he was saying, "Listen, Hashem built the world. It's complicated. You got a, little, a lot of different parts to your neshama, right? This is you, you have to take some pretty serious kabbalah to figure out all the different parts to your neshama, right? You know, you know five different uh, parts called naran chai, nefeshuach neshama chai yechida, but then all of them subdivide into many more parts. There's a lot of different parts of the world." They, what, what day means, what night means, etc. So, all the mitzvahs and how frequently they come and 
you know, what exactly they entail, which parts of you they're elevating, which parts of the world they're elevating, from which, from which part of, uh, of the uh, Hashem's manifestation does it flow into where. That is the study of Kabbalah. He, this is not, uh, the Derek Hashem is not the place where he's going to be revealing that to us. So he just always kind of has this, um, um, what's the term, like, that in contracts, you, like, put in this, like, a disclaimer, like, a, this fairly standard disclaimer, right? That, uh, you know, everything according to its wisdom and, uh, you know, exactly how it's set up and uh, all the different pieces and, the, and we'll, right, so, so, you know, that's, uh, and then, you know, um, the rest of it is, is uh, go and learn, right? That's, that's the, that's from the next, um, you know, whatever it is, the rest of your life, uh, really, um, studying Kabbalah to learn about every mitzvah and about all the details. But that's a very deep study. But um, here he's just saying, that, that's what it is. That's what it is here. That's what it is. Okay. So now, so about about the giving up of one's life, so he says, that if a person, ki um, ha-misira when a person gives his, uh, up his life for the sanctification of Hashem's name, which if you think about it, I just want to take a pause to just discuss it for a second. What's the, what does it have to do, the, the recognition of the oneness of Hashem with the giving up of my life? Why are those so intimately connected? I mean, the giving up of life for the sanctification of the oneness of Hashem's name. It meaning, what about the giving up of your life? Um... For the recognition that Hashem is kind or something like this, right? I mean, why specifically the Yehud, the oneness of Hashem? The point is because there is no greater recognition of the oneness of Hashem than giving up of, of your own life. What is the... The thing that we value the most, so to speak, is our life, right? That's, that's, that's everything we've got, right? And that is also... What to a certain extent um, says, listen, there's there's a Hashem and there's me. Yeah. When a person is ready to give up his life for Hashem, what, what you're saying is there's nothing but Hashem, and you're proving it in action. You're actually you're actually living that way. You're saying there is no there's no true existence except of Hashem, right? To the point that even my own existence is not true. As we discussed previously, right? It's like uh, our existence is a much more. Uh, I gave you, I gave, gave you guys this uh, this example of uh, the what's it, what are they called? Particle matter and antimatter, the particles and antiparticles and things, right? So uh, the in quantum physics they say that really there are particles that kind of pop into existence for a fraction of a millionth or a fraction of a second, and then they disappear again, right? So now. Does that particle exist? They leave exist? erosion. What? They leave erosion. They do? Yeah, in the test you can see their little squirrels right on uh, there. Okay. Right. So, uh, so, well, so does it exist or not? Well, it kind of exists, but I mean, you guys see this thing on, on the palm of my hand, right? Like, so no, it doesn't exist. So it doesn't exist. It does not exist. It, depends, well, it exists, but just a lot less than we do. We exist, our existence compared to that, that existence is rock solid, right? Rock. We, we exist for like eternity compared to that thing, right? So now, 
That's kind of a good analogy to our existence compared to Hashem's existence. Yeah? Lahavdil. Lahavdil, you're saying it's not, not even, it's, it's much much more so. I'm saying, but there's no there's no real point of comparison between the fact that Hashem exists versus our existence. We're it's, I mean, even more, I mean, the, distance, the, the difference is even greater. The, the difference between our existence and the existence of Hashem is even greater than the difference between the existence of this particle, an antiparticle, which, which appears and disappears in a fraction of a second compared to our own existence. Right? Yeah. Does you want to say or no? I, I meant to say that, that, that we're really, at the end of the day, that's, that's matter and matter. We're, our existence compares to... Uh, uh, I mean, when you say matter about that thing, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a stretch of the word to call it matter, but fine. I'm saying, but it's inside the finite. I'm saying it's still, it's still contained within the system. Okay. Going outside the system and talking about Hashem versus... As a marshal, but it makes you feel very insignificant. I mean, if, if you think about, <laughs> if you just compare yourself, right? I mean, if, if that, that little that little thing, right, compared to us, right? The, as far as we're concerned, that thing is invisible. Also, as far as we're concerned, it really never even existed. Never. I mean, it it was a some sort of a billionth of a second. That it, it popped in, popped out. It's, it's like a, it's fake. It, it, it's just, it's just a, uh, it's like a, uh, it's a havamina. It's not even a saga <laughs> That was an inside joke. Okay, um, so uh, that, that's that's what we are to com- uh, compared to Hashem's existence. That, that's our existence. So when a person set, understands that so deeply that he's that he's ready to give up his life. Because he says, what's my life compared to Hashem's, existence, to Hashem's oneness? The truth is, that's when you really become, that's, that's really when you connect to, to, that, to that oneness, and you actually do exist. And you never die. And you re- that's, that's true life. At that moment, that's true life. That's a separate point. But the, that's why... We read into that, right? The importance of whether you deny Hashem. Right? Because why is this coming about? Why is there a serious Because somebody wants you to say it's yeah. not that way. Right. Right? So it's a statement itself. It's hundred percent. Right. No, no, yeah, hundred percent. We're talking about we're talking about giving up one's life for you know, when someone is challenging the oneness of Hashem and right. for the oneness for the oneness of Hashem. Yeah. So but it speaks to the importance of what we say. Right? That it's so important that we yeah, hundred percent. We have importance in our recognition of our lack of importance, okay. and that's called, <laughs> and that's called Hakol Bidei Shemaim Chutzmi We have no power except the power to recognize we have no power. That power is very great power, like Jeff is pointing out. That's a great mitzvah to do. Yeah, it's a wondrous mitzvah. So about that mitzvah, he says. That if a person does this, yeah, if a person does it with poil, yimosheich he'ara gudola v'chazaka me'od. That's not to be found in this entire sefer. That description, gudola v'chazaka me'od, right? Me'od usually means baflaga, means maximum. That's the translation of the word me'od means maximum. Yeah, so it will come from this a. Uh, it will draw down from this a uh, radiance that is great and 
maximally powerful. Yeah? And it will fix in the world Tikkun Otsu. A... I don't know how to translate Otsu. Uh, like a, a super... Uh, a super... A super... Rectification. Where am I? Tikkun Otsu. We're towards the end of Hay now. That's the last paragraph. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, great enhance within the creation sanctification the uh, right here Sikun Otsum activation immense they, he says immense okay I don't know whatever but uh, Otsum is uh, pretty these are big words right okay obviously I mean, we don't have to no. uh, hopefully none of us will have to will be faced with that with that with that challenge right um, although Rabbi Akiva was waiting for that day right Rabbi Akiva said what do you mean I've been waiting for this day all this time right that doesn't necessarily mean that that he I mean, what he's saying is, every day, I was fulfilling it in Machshava. Rabbi Kiva says, what do you mean, I've been waiting for this day, right? If, if, if every day of your life, right, I mean, every day, not before he was, uh, until he was 40 years old, he was in Amarts, but, you know, let's say in the last um, 60 years of his life, yeah? Uh, however long, depending on how long he lived. Um, but for the, So, every day, twice a day, you're doing this. And you're doing this as much as you can, but but you can't execute, you can't do it because it's not in your hands to be able to do. And so then, Yosef, we said that Hashem is Mr. Machshavalamaisa, right? Okay. Um, so, Vyarbebo, Hakidush, Vahabihirus. Rebuy Gadol. So these are all really unbelievable things. That's about the serious nefesh. It's not really our topic right now. Our topic is, however, he says, yeah, however, for um, a similar, not obviously not as powerful, but a similar type of a hashpo, of illumination and of recognition of the oneness of Hashem's name, does come into the world um, if we do this b'machshava, if we do this in thought. Yeah? And for the daily service, that's sufficient. Uh, on a day by day, a day by day level, that, like we said, you know, to get that necessary level of tosethus, of the additional uh, divine illumination, um, the, the way that Hashem set up the system, if you're not in that situation where you're actually being put to the test, then it's sufficient and it does bring down that similar type of a flow, which is obviously a very, very big deal. Why the Mitzvah of Krishma is a very big deal. A person um, should work very hard at Mitzvah. And, and, and as we're pointing out, as we're seeing here, Krishma is not a Mitzvah that you learned back in, you know, like um, six months into when, when you were becoming 
you know, religious and, uh, you know, now, uh, you know, not, you're done with that, right? Is, is Krishna is something the person has to work on all the time, all the time. And even, I mean, every day, literally, as you're about to say Shema, that's why we have two brachas, two long brachas. Right? Yotzer Or and Avaraba or... Um, or mother, or or in the or in the evening, Marvim and Avas uh, Olam that uh, they prepare us. They try to that we have to be mechazik ourselves and prepare ourselves for the saying of Shema, right? Because it's because it's such a it's not just a Baruch Ata Hashem Asher Kedushanu B'Mitzvosa V'Tzivanu L'Koresa. As a Shema, right? That, that, it's not. It, it's uh, it's really going through and recognizing the oneness of Hashem in the physical world, as the Yotzer Or, right? Where we see the whole world, the stars and the moon and the star and, and the sun and and everything is all so perfect. It's all recognizing the oneness of Hashem, right? And then it's the. Uh, Seeing the ones of Hashem from the Torah's lens, it's a it's a daily, twice a day, avoda that we have. Okay, that's. They talk about why why you don't make a brach on that because uh, because it's not a it's it's not a it's not an action. You don't you don't uh, you, you don't. Yosef is asking why is there no birkasa mitzvahs on Krishna. Why don't we make a brach of uh, a birkas mitzvah on Shema? Uh, yeah, so if, if, why do we make a birkas mitzvah on birkas hamazan? No, no, birkas hamazan. Benching after you ate v'chalta v'savato v'irakta v'shem v'lekecha al ha'aretz atovah shenos alach. After right. So why do we make a bracha before before benching? Why do we make a bracha? Baruch atah Hashem. Elokeinu melech olam, asher kedushonu b'mitzvosu v'tzivanu levarei birkas hamazon, and then go to birkas hamazon. Okay, because uh, the, the point is that it's, uh, cause it's not an action; it's a uh, it's something that you're doing in thought or in, or in speech. So it's but I was more so saying because the, the, with the bracha you're saying a share kedushado, which you're sanctifying, you're emphasizing this is what I'm about to do is sanctifying something, so you're elevating it, and it's gonna or it's gonna elevate me or elevate the world. Right. Which with Shema, we're saying that's like inherent in the in saying Shema itself. Is that kind of the idea? I'm saying number one, you don't say brachas for for um, for things that you do um, for, for 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 where the mitzvah itself right. is an intellectual mitzvah, mm-hmm. unlike Sfirah Saomer, which is not really an intellectual mitzvah. It's it's really an action. Yeah, you just you, meant, you, 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 need, you need you need to count the Omer, mm-hmm. right? What? Is that because it's an action of doing it out loud? Um, maybe even without that. We're getting into much broader territories that uh, you know, we're getting, getting off track and we do only have six minutes. Uh, so maybe let's revisit that. Uh, but what I did want to try to get into if we can 
is Os Vav. Because I told you guys last week already that we were going to actually work on, try to summarize, A, how many things we're meant to think about, and B, where into those six words are we going to plug those things into, because it's uh, it's a lot to keep in mind, and uh, yeah, so it's... it's uh, so let's try, let's try to go for it. This one I want to read inside because it's very short and it's packed. It's really packed. So uh, so we can read it inside. Oshvav. Nimtza. Klal inyan pasuk rishon shel Turns out, so this is going to be a summary, yeah? Of the first pasuk of Shema. Who? Ha'edus v'ha'hodah b'yichudo yizborach b'chol havchanos. The recognition of Hashem's oneness, meaning uh, uh, that as, as far as as far as existence, right? Hashem is the only true existence, absolute existence. Um, now, when we say that, I want to remind you that last time we we, we said that really breaks breaks down itself. Um, he said it in back in. Os Aleph, yeah, that that, uh, that that divided into um, the, the, the recognition of the, of the oneness of Hashem's existence really itself subdivides into Hashem is the only, is, is the one and true existence, and the all actions, all power that there is, and therefore everything that happens also is being powered by Hashem. Those were the two sub-pieces of the oneness of Hashem. Hashem is the only existence, Hashem is the only power. And then we actually drilled down a little bit deeper, recognize that even when the world seems to be going in the wrong direction, whatever it is, no, Hashem is always guiding the world, He's always in charge. That's, that was, that's right. Yeah, Malchus is what what I have to do in relation to him. That I have to give honor to him. I have to follow his instructions. This is just the recognition of the truth. Without me in the picture. Okay. I mean, it's me recognizing that, that truth. Of course. Right. Right. Okay. So that's that's one. That's that's number one. Number two. Kabbalas Omachuso. The, the acceptance of uh, the the divine the, you know, yoke of kingship and to make Hashem as king over all the of the entire existence. I mean, not only is he my king, but he's king over the entire existence. Okay, so that has to do with. Like we said, like we spoke about before, that was the Tov Yitzhar Kavod Lishmo, that Hashem, um, in His tremendous kindness and, and a desire to do the best good possible for us, created a situation where we can bring honor to His name, that's Barov Am Hadras Melech, and Am, that by us being faithful servants to Hashem, by us carrying out His will, etc., we actually give honor to His name, and so to speak, coronate him, right? So that's what this is. So this is actually us following his instruction. That's different from the recognition of the oneness of Hashem. There's two points. Well, even ba- remember, back, even back in the oneness was also recognition that he's all-powerful. But that was a beginning of Adam. That was a master. He was in, he's in charge of it. He's the master. 
But then now it's that we have a relationship. He relates to us. For example, you could have been the master, you could have been the one, and never, theoretically, one could entertain such a thing. He never commanded us anything. He never gave us the Torah, never commanded us what to do, what not to do, doesn't want anything from us. He's the one and only existence. He's the one. And by the way, this is what a lot of people really like out there. You know, if you were to go out and start a new religion, it's a really good one to start. Don't do it, right? But theoretically, if you're really popular, is the universe, the oneness, the power, the you know, the the the, the wholeness, whatever terms you want to use, because you can't use God anymore because that's taboo, right? Um, almost as taboo as like male and female or you know, other such things. So um, maybe more actually. So um, you know, you just do that. Just you know, there's this oneness, there's the ultimate existence, and it's powering everything. And nothing. I'm not advocating anything. I just recognize that oneness. Now I can live like an animal. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, now Malchus is no, no no. He 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 commanded me. He expects from me. Right? There's there's expectation. There's a uh, okay. The goimer bedaito, and then number three is to um, affirm absolutely in his mind to give up one's life for the sanctification of his name. Um, okay, so I think we're actually going to need to stop here because we're going to need to do more work on this. So we'll, we'll, get, to, we'll get to pick up and, uh, on this next week and get through and get through Vov. As a chairman, uh, yeah, we should be able to make some more progress as well. Okay.